You're listening to the Art of Parenting podcast. I'm your host, Jeanne-Marie Penel. Welcome and thank you for joining me. I created this podcast along with everything I do at yourparentingmentor.com to support and inspire you to be the best parent you can be. I know for a fact and from experience that parenting was never meant to be done alone. From conception to preschool, my mission is to give you the tools, strategies, and knowledge to embrace and elevate your parenting experience. I'm dedicated to supporting, inspiring, and guiding you to nurture your child's immense potential with as much joy and ease as humanly possible. Make sure to take time to check out all of the resources I have gathered for you in the show notes, as well as on my website, yourparentingmentor.com. And be sure to get on my email list so you do not miss a single episode and other products and events I curate specifically for you. And please do not hesitate to reach out if you have any questions, concerns, or feedback. A warm welcome to you and thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome back to The Art of Parenting. This is your host, Jeanne-Marie Penel. And today I have Meredith Ethington with us. And Meredith, thank you for making the time to be with us today. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. So as I always like to get started, I like to have my guests define what the art of parenting means to them. Yeah, I mean, I think the art of parenting, when I think about my own kids, I have three kids myself, and they're each so unique and different. And I think that that's kind of the art of parenting is figuring out how to adjust your parenting strategies and your parenting methods with lots of different personalities. Exactly. We get used to the first one and then it's like, oh, redo. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Well, um, before we get started, I'd love for you to share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and the work that you're doing. Yeah. So I have been writing online since about um, 2007. So a really long time. Um, I write on a parenting blog that's called perfectionpending.net. And um, I'm also the co-founder of another parenting website, filterfreeparents.com. So I've kind of been in the parenting space for a long time. And I started out writing just as a way to kind of cope myself with the challenges of parenting, but also just try to like reach moms in a real and honest way about what parenting is all about in the trenches. So that's kind of how I started out writing. Um, I got my undergrad degree in psychology and I'm currently actually in graduate school to get my master's in clinical mental health counseling. So that's kind of a new and exciting thing for me. Wow. And so will you be will you be kind of stepping up away from writing and, and I hope taking not. on patients? <laughs> yes. I mean the plan is to go back into the workforce and um, be a therapist. That's my dream. Um it's a dream I've had for a long time and decided to pursue in my forties. Um so it's exciting and new, but I hope that I don't step out of the, the writing um space totally because I really do enjoy writing and it's something that I really love. And I think the two can go together. Oh, definitely. And it sounds like writing is your form of therapy. So it's it's wonderful. Yeah. And and just so you 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 mentioned, you know, going back to school at 40, just uh to let you know, I went back to school to get my master's at 43. 
So. I love that. Well, I'm actually 45. Okay. And, and I started last year. So yeah, same. So there you go. <laughs> there you it's, go. It's never too late, right? To right. follow our dreams and our passions. So wonderful. So I'd love to kind of maybe pick your brain a little bit about, you know, this the writing that you've been doing. And I know that you've just come out with a new book. Um, do you want to tell us about that? Yeah. So um, my new book is called The Mother Load. And um, I wrote it back in 2020, kind of at the height of the pandemic, which is not the greatest time to write a book about mental health, because everybody's mental health, I think, was suffering a little bit back then. Um, but it really morphed into this beautiful thing. You know, I, I've written about my own journey with depression and anxiety throughout my parenting experience. And that's really what I wanted to kind of bring to this book. But it morphed into um, kind of a more all-encompassing book about mental health because I talk about things like the mental load that we all face and um, criticism from society and even like social media and trying to keep up with other parents um, through social media and maybe comparing ourselves to them, which in turn creates mental health issues. So it kind of just encompasses all of the challenges with our mental health that we face when we become parents. Wonderful and and so needed because it's true that we, you know, we take on so much when we become parents um, unknowingly, right? We're like, oh, I'm going to be a parent. So exciting. And then it's like, whoa, that what, that's heavy duty. I, I would love if you could kind of dig a little deeper about what, when you say the mental load, what, what do you, how do you define that exactly? Well, I think I really underestimated this part of parenting before I became a parent, honestly. It's it's hard to put into words kind of what's going on in our brains when we become moms because suddenly, at least for me, when I became a parent, it went from, you know, just worrying about me and my partner to worrying about this other human being and all of a sudden all of my focus was on her 24/7 and my kind of mental health took the back seat. And what happened with that is I didn't take time to slow down and really pay attention to how that was affecting me. And when I think of the mental load, I just think of that running to-do list that's in every parent's head, specifically mothers. I think of all the weight that we carry worrying about our kids. And I think of all the pressures that are on us today in society. We've got pressures from that we put on ourselves, but pressures from social media and society and parenting books. And so all of that, when it comes together, it kind of creates this perfect storm of just like this mother load is the best description of it because it just feels heavy and it feels like a lot, especially when we first become parents. Yeah. And so when you put on more the, you know, the th therapist hat on, what would be maybe some advice that you would have to be able to navigate this mental load that suddenly we're, we're dealing with? Yeah, I mean, I think um, when I first became a mom, I was not really aware that self-care should have been a priority for myself. Um, I was a really so focused on being this perfect parent and trying to do everything just right that I kind of forgot about myself for a long time. And so if I, I talk a lot about this in my book, just this idea that 
we need to prioritize self-care and not call things self-care that aren't. Because I think sometimes we fall in that trap too, where we say, oh, I got, you know, 30 minutes to myself at the grocery store this evening um, and I didn't have to take the kids with me. So that was my me time. When in reality, we need to be treating self-care like something that rejuvenates us and restores us and makes us feel like ourselves outside of being a mom. And I think that's so important and something that women often forget to do and forget to prioritize. Right. And when you, you know, I I also was hearing in becoming a new parent, there's also, I think, a lack of knowledge and awareness of the whole postpartum care that is that is really necessary for for parents for families you know for for everybody and we tend to i mean it feels like we we tend to go okay well she just had a baby and okay next next topic right (laughs) (laughs) when it's like wait a minute here you know i just lended my 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 body to nature for nine months i pushed a human out and now you're just going to tell me that i just have to pick up where I left off. Or even worse, maybe even put more pressures on us because then you start getting all the parenting advice and it can feel really overwhelming when people come at you with all of these ideas of sleep training and whether or not you should use cloth diapers or whatever the parenting advice might be. And it can feel really overwhelming as a new mom. Yeah. So let's say there's there's a new mom listening to us right now, or maybe maybe an expecting mom. What would be kind of some words of advice that you would give a person that is about to become a parent, like to to be able to kind of navigate that and and prevent maybe the the that feeling of overwhelm? Yeah, I think number one, I would say talk to someone, even if it's not a therapist or a doctor, which I highly recommend both of those, but just telling your partner and opening up the doors of communication and just saying, you know, hey, I'm really struggling, or this is really hard, or I'm really overwhelmed. Um, And if if, you know, I, I was in a situation when I had my first where my husband was in graduate school and I was alone most of the day and I didn't have a lot of family around. And um, it was just, it was really isolating and lonely time and that can get really heavy, really fast. And so I would say, reach out, try to find a circle of people to lend some support to you. And then also just trust your gut and your intuition, because I think a lot of times we get overwhelmed because we have such high expectations or we're trying so hard to get everything right and really the right way is your way you know you know yourself best you know your child best and if you can kind of hang on to that intuition inside yourself and trust that then you're going to be doing what's best for you and your child and maybe that will eliminate some of that overwhelm you might have in the beginning Definitely. I think you're right on with, with, you know, this idea of following our intuition. And it's interesting because I've been following this course recently about the parental brain. And it is just amazing how our brain changes during pregnancy and those first few months, you know, postpartum to be able to connect with our child, to attach. And I think that is that intuition that we need to listen to, right? Mother Nature is doing a great job. So 
Oh, wonderful. And when you say like societal pressure and, and criticism, are you mostly talking about just this whole notion of social media or or is it beyond that? I think it's beyond that, but I think that's kind of at the forefront of my mind right now just because I work in social media and I do follow so many other mothers that are kind of writing in this parenting space and I see kind of the backlash they get no matter what they do, <laughs> you know, whether they, they're make they're following their intuition and their gut and somebody's still going to criticize, right? Um, but I do think that society also, you know, puts a lot of pressure and expectation on women. And, um, I, you know, I just, I saw a video today where it was like, it's funny how we call moms that work working moms, but we call dads that work just dads. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's, yeah, I'd never really thought about that. We always have to clarify what the mom is doing, right? So I think there is that societal pressure that's still there that the majority of the parenting and the rearing of the kids should fall on the mother. And I do think there is some pressure to kind of like do what works best for your family. And, you know, fighting that against those stereotypes can sometimes be really, really hard. Definitely. And and do you see like over the years of your writing and all that, do you see progress in that arena? I do. I think, um, you know, one of the things that I went into writing trying to be able to do was to break down the stigma around talking about the hard parts of parenting. Because when I first was looking for someone online to kind of guide me through my own parenting journey or maybe just observe when, you know, when my oldest was born, Facebook wasn't even around yet. She's about to turn 17. So, you know, I didn't really have Facebook groups and things like that, but I did start to read blogs and I was looking for someone who was real and honest and would tell me all the nitty gritty parts of parenting. So I would kind of know what to expect. And I saw that there was this space where that was really lacking. And I think that dynamic has changed. I think that for the most part, women are speaking up more about their struggles. And I think women are more supportive than they used to be of other women. You know, there's always exceptions to that. People online can be mean and cruel and (laughs) hateful for no good reason. Um, But There definitely, I think, is a shift in trying to help support moms more than maybe what I saw 15 years ago when I first started out writing. And yeah, well, that's that's good to know. And and I was wondering when you were saying that, like, if the whole kind of awareness around just mental health in general, just the the fact that we just you know went through a global pandemic altogether and that it was very hard on on a lot of people i mean i i'll be honest it was it was rough on me and and i had some mental health issues during that time do you think that that has helped kind of take off that stigma and that we're we're able to talk more openly about these issues I think so because I I remember when I first started writing about um, days where I really struggled with anxiety or depression that I um, faced a little more backlash even surprisingly from people in my own in real life circle you know Um, family members or whatever where they were like why are you talking about that why are you sharing all those details online like you know just try to look on the bright side and think positively and you don't know how lucky you are you know I got some of those kind of comments from people. And um, I don't see that as much now. I do think the pandemic kind of 
shifted our thinking. I think there's a lot of people out there still struggling because of that, especially, you know, teenagers, um, because I have teenagers myself. So that's definitely on my radar. But I think we do have maybe newfound compassion for people that are struggling with their mental health, because I think those people that maybe don't have diagnosable mental illnesses still kind of experienced that during the pandemic. They experienced isolation and loneliness and fear and some of those things that people with a more severe mental illness might experience, you know, on the daily, right? And so I think it did open up the lines of communication and just more understanding and compassion for other people. Wonderful. And uh, I'd love to know, like, if, if you wouldn't mind sharing was when you were when you became a, a parent, did your was your mother around? So I lived at, when I first became a mom, my mom was living across the country. So I yeah, she was not near she came out the week my daughter was born and stayed with me for a week. But then after that, I was on my own. So yeah, it was a big investment. Yeah. And I was asking more to to know like if, if you know, our mothers would, would warn us of, of what is ahead, right? Yeah. Um, was, was there any conversation with her uh, on those topics? You know, looking back, I can't think of any that really stand out in my mind. But what's interesting is as she's watched me parent and be so public about my parenting journey, we've had more conversations and more dialogue around my childhood than ever before. And I find that really interesting and fascinating that she's, you know, wanting to talk to me more about it and talk about what the experience was like for her. And also, I've called her a few times and been like, what were you like when I was, you know, two, three years old? Because I'm real interested in that attachment period of life too. So um, we've had some interesting conversations around it now, but not so much before I became a mom. That's what's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Interesting. Because, you know, it's interesting because I I remember I have a 26 year old and I remember that I had done a like a prenatal yoga and it was also like a birth preparation course at the same time. And I remember her asking uh, all of the participant, what has your mother told you about your birth? Oh. And to me, it was just fascinating how some had been told how horrific it was and how <laughs> painful and this and yeah. that. And I had been told like it was just, you know, this wonderful occasion. So it's interesting how, you know, what our parents tell us about parenting is going to also influence how we, how we approach it. Yeah, I I do remember now that you mentioned that, the one thing my mom did say about childbirth was that we all have good birthing hips and I should have no problem in labor. (laughs) And that, you know, she was pretty spot on with that. I had um, pretty easy deliveries with all three of my kids, thankfully. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Anything, like any other revelations that you've had as you wrote this new book, uh, The Mother Load, about just parenting, you know, in the 21st century that, that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, I can share one experience that has taken me by surprise, which is um, I have my next door neighbor is a great grandmother. And she's not particularly elderly, but she just, you know, she had her kids young and they had their kids young sort of thing. And she, um, I gave her a copy of my book. And when she read it, 
she came over to me and she really wanted to talk about this section where I talk about toxic positivity. And she said, I just, I had never heard that term before. And I'm really interested in this part of it because I find myself doing these sort of things to younger moms and thinking, come on, suck it up. You can do this. Like, this isn't that hard sort of feelings. And, um, she, that was kind of a revelation for her. And I think that's one thing that I have noticed in writing online that we often have generations of moms that want to tell younger moms, you know, the kind of platitudes like, enjoy every second, it goes by so fast. And what I needed to hear when I was in the thick of it, when my kids were babies, was you're doing a good job. And it's such a subtle shift, really, because both are, I think there's good intentions behind both. Um, but it is a subtle shift to kind of tell the mom that you're doing enough instead of trying to make sure they're doing it kind of the way you did it or looking at it with rose colored glasses. Cause I think, you know, hindsight is always 2020. 20. We can look back on our experience and think, you know, Oh, I miss those baby years. But when you're looking at a mom in target with her toddler on the ground, throwing a tantrum, the last thing she wants to hear in that moment is enjoy every second. Cause she's not enjoying that second. Right. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. And I, and I love that shift of, you know, you're, you're doing the best you can and, yeah. and, and keep at it. And we're here to support you. And I think that that's what new parents need to hear is that there is support uh, out there for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's funny about how, how you know, I, I can totally imagine. And I remember being in Target or wherever with two children. And it's like, oh, my goodness, like, how am I going to get this, get over this day? And, and <laughs> exactly. you, that's the last thing you want to hear is enjoy the moment. But at the same time, like you say, it comes from a good intention. And I think it comes from nostalgia. For sure. Right? Because I don't remember those awful moments. I only remember good moments, right? Yeah. That's, I, I think that's what parenting is. We're always like right there in that moment. Exactly. And I think we look but you know, we take pictures of all the pretty moments. So as our kids get older, I know when I look at pictures of them as babies, I just ooh and awe over it and sometimes forget all the horrible things that happened during those years. So and I'm not even, you know, out of the in the trenches parenting yet. So it, it is something that I think we're all just naturally inclined to do, right? Look back on it and it, remember those kind of sweet moments versus the really bad ones. Right. And and I think that's why we keep on having children, right? Because we Exactly, cuz we <laughs> we forget. <laughs> we forget exactly even even childbirth we forget and we go, "Oh, we'll have another one." Yep. <laughs> um, any like worded advice to to that parent who is struggling, right? Who has a toddler and maybe a baby and they're they're having a rough time. And somebody does make a comment like that of of I like that term that you use, toxic positivity. What would be what would be something that we could say back? Yeah, I don't know. I have <laughs> struggled with that one personally because I usually am taken aback by it when someone says something like that to me. But I try to just, you know, approach it with kindness and say, you know, I'm really doing the best I can. And then, 
usually the person is going to see that as kind of like, oh yeah, that did kind of sound like I was maybe being a little critical when in reality what this person needs is support. So um, I think most of all, I think if you're feeling those feelings of overwhelm and and someone comes at you with something like that, you know, smile and keep doing your thing. That would be my advice because I think it is well-intentioned most of the time. And although it can bug us in the moment, you know, we're going to be there one day too. I write about a funny experience in my book actually, where I said something to a younger mom. It just slipped out of my mouth. Like she was dealing with toddlers and craziness and I was watching her and I said something similar, like, oh, it's that's such a cute stage or whatever. And I immediately went, oh, that's not what she needs to hear. I should have said something different. So I think it is well-intentioned and, and I think my advice would be just trust, keep trusting your gut. You're doing a good job. Yeah, and to not take it personally, I think is most important. Definitely. Definitely. And um, anything else that you'd like to share maybe from from your books, or maybe just other other things that are on your mind these days as you're writing about parenting? Yeah, I would just say, you know, most of all, I think the online space right now is kind of one of those, I have one of those love-hate relationships with writing online because I see so much um, beauty, but I also see a lot of people really hurting and in pain. And I just, whether it's in the comment section or someone sharing their struggles, and what I really wanted to give people with this book is kind of this sense of, you know, we're all in this together. We're all struggling. No one's doing it perfectly. And what people really need is some empathy and connection. And if we can try to provide that to people in our sphere of influence, whether it's, you know, a stranger online or a young mom we know in real life or whatever, um, I think that that is going to be life-changing for that person. And it, it really is a beautiful thing to be able to connect with other people and be there for them in their hard times. And that's really what I hope people take away from this book is that it's okay if you're struggling, it's okay not to be okay, and it's okay to talk about it. And then on the flip side, let's be there for those people that are struggling and having a hard time. Definitely. Thank you for that, because that is so important. And I think it is, you know, we do need that village of, of support for, for each other. So beautiful. So so you mentioned earlier that your eldest is 17. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you were to go back uh, 18 years ago when you were when you were expecting your firstborn, what wise words would you tell yourself knowing all that you know today? Oh, Wow. Um, so many things, <laughs> but um, I would say probably just try to not sweat the small stuff, as cliche as that sounds. I really wanted to get everything right. I wanted her to look cute when she went out in public, and I wanted to control the universe that she lived in, and I would, I wish I would have just let go a little bit more and um, kind of sat back and enjoyed the moments, and I, I think I did enough of that, you know, but I also think I was really stressed, and I also, what I would say to myself is don't be afraid to take breaks, get some self-care, 
let dad do some of the work because <laughs> I was kind of a little bit too in control that way. And um, I, I really wish I would have just like trusted myself more and let go a little bit more. That's a lot of information. It, it but-, is, but it's wonderful. And I think it's important for, you know, uh, new parents to to hear that. Do you feel that, you know, because you said you had three children, do you feel that as you had other ones, you were able to let go? Like, you realize. You oh, absolutely. Need- yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm a totally different parent now than when I first became a parent. Um, I've got a girl and two boys and they are almost 17 and then 14 and 11. And, you know, my older two kind of say that my youngest gets away with murder and maybe that's true because it's just kind of the nature of the youngest child. But I do, I do feel like I've grown a lot and I've learned to let go of things and not stress as much and not put so much pressure on myself. That's the biggest thing I've learned, I think. Mm, Very important. Very important. Any parting words that you would like to leave our listeners with today, Meredith? Yeah, I would just say there's no such thing as a perfect parent. And it's okay to just be you and trust yourself. Amen to that. Thank you. That was that was beautiful. And thank you so much for for sharing your experience and writing this wonderful book and your time with us today. Oh, thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Art of Parenting podcast. And if you did, please share it with your loved ones and make sure to leave a review so it can get heard by many more. And remember, if you've got a question, let me know. I'm here for you. Till next time.